Welcome to the Collector's Quest Podcast. This is episode 109. On this episode, Stefan, myself, and Tyler will be talking about our New Year's goals. What are we doing with our collections? Are we dialing back? Are we ramping up? Are we looking to complete more sets? Has fatherhood affected me? Am I getting out of the game now? What is going on? We will also be giving you guys tips because one of our core tenets here is to have goals and to have lists and know what you're doing and not just buy blindly. Have a goal. So New Year's, new goals. That's what we're doing. Another thing we talk about on this episode is conventions. Yes, we've talked about lots of conventions before, but specifically, Tyler was over at MAGFest on the East Coast, while Stefan and I were over here on the West Coast, you know, going to that Retro City Fest that I kept posting about. So, we compare and contrast those, tell you how it was, and if we had a good time, and all that stuff. So, that's what happens, and then, you know, our our normal nonsense. So, that's what you can expect in this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and as always, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a review. Hopefully that's iTunes, because that's the algorithm that affects us the most. And give us five stars. If you can do that, that would be awesome. If you can write a review too, that would be sweet. I know it's a pain. I get it. So if you could do that one thing, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, on with the show. Collector's Quest in 2019. New year, new you, Johnny. I don't I don't think it's a new me. New year, just buy everything in sight and leave nothing for the rest of us, Johnny. I, that's no that that's Stefan's 2019 yeah. so well, far. <laughs> Stefan, uh you get to be our example of what not to do, maybe. That's that's a that's not true. I'm 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 fine. I have a plan. I'm just I'm on the fast track to my plan. <laughs> So uh, let, let me first say hello to everyone and Happy New Year. It's our first episode back, and let's give a little direction to the audience on, on what we're doing. So we are going to be talking about some goals this, uh, this episode. We want to talk about what ours are personally, and then also maybe give some advice on you know what you should do. Not how you should collect or anything, but just about making goals and just some general reminders there at the start of the year that some people blow past and forget about and then go crazy Stefan. So we're <laughs> we're going to just do a little bit of that. And then we also were represented at both conventions, the big ones, Magfest and Retro City Fest that just happened. So we will talk about our experiences there and we'll talk about our what we bought, and what we sold this episode. So unless you guys have anything else to add to the intro, I think we can kind of get into it yeah no that's it so i'm yeah. looking to uh, i'm looking to lose 20 pounds i'm gonna take it a week at a time and go for half a pound a week check in every five days okay cool are you cutting out carbs pound a week is attainable uh no i i must have eaten like six reese's cups today okay cool no what uh, wait do we have to stick to our goals johnny uh, this wasn't even it's supposed to be where the conversation no went. you went real weird i thought you were doing a bit it was. It was a bit uh, oh. on goals, but the joke was that you didn't say there were game goals. Oh, okay. Maybe you did, but I just chose to ignore I, it for well, I, effect. I thought as this is a podcast about video games that 
we would naturally be talking about video games. I think it's contextualized right, that's why by the we place. We have Eric on to talk about comics, and we talk about Harry Potter all the time. It's We're going to talk do. about Harry Potter again, and there are Harry Potter video games. There are video games based on comics. Go on, I got you. I mean, we are three fat guys, so I mean, I think it's on theme enough. Yeah, we could all stand Perfect. to lose a, a little <laughs> bit of weight. Um, <laughs> thanks. Just, just saying. Uh, if we're Johnny, ever on a flight, are you doing anything new for 2019? No, no, I'm doing the exact same thing. But let me tell in you, in terms what, of video games, right? Yes. All no, right. No, life is exactly the same. It's no different than October. <laughs> Of this shit. No, now I have like a whole new baby. Everything is different and everything is chaos. So that uh, plays very heavily into my goals. And I guess I will start. And uh, that's what Tyler's trying to allude to. Johnny, tell us about your goals. Hey, I will. Uh, so my goals for this year are pretty much to be collecting at PS1. Try and whittle that set down. I don't know if I'll finish it. I'm about 250 games away. 230 maybe. I haven't uh, edited the list yet since I bought everything at this convention so that's some stuff and then i'm gonna keep working on turbo graphics uh, right for that i'm just buying boxes and you know the last couple games i need for that so hopefully i will work that out and then i unfortunately am working on the harry potter game list again because i found a few variants i didn't have and this is basically the list i if you guys remember i did an episode on harry potter not the one where we talked to the collector, this was one specifically as an exercise to show you that modern collecting is garbage and hard. I said, okay, I'm going to buy every single Harry Potter game and I'm going to get every variant because modern collecting is crazy. And I'm like, okay, well, there's like 14 games. How many games could that possibly be? Turned out to be 100, which is insane that it's 100, right? And that, is that regional variants and all that too? Yeah, yeah. With like anything North America. So... It was oh, like just the, North America? Yeah, just this is just North America, <laughs> yeah. and we're at over 100. So I didn't take a very hard look at the, the stuff from Canada, and I thought I had, like, I was like, oh, I know there's a few things, and I missed some, like, glaringly, like, obvious ones, and then I found a bunch of super not obvious ones where you, like, have to check the the language around the ESRB code, which I should have known about, and, I mean, obviously I did because I went back and looked, but I should have known to check before. So yeah, it, it became a hot mess, and I'm adding like 35 games probably to the list. I'm still uncovering stuff, so yeah, it's gonna be gonna be some Harry Potter buying, and it's all it's all gonna be foreign stuff. So it's all got to come from Canada. Um, so, so actually, that, I found a. I'm looking at the list right now. I found one that's not on there. Um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. You totally missed that one. Nope, it's on there. You have to look at sheet three. Is it? I, I'm lying. I'm not looking oh. at your list. You really think I'm looking at your stupid Harry Potter list? Well, you said Philosopher's Stone. Well, you said that, and that's funny that you bring that up. Not that anyone cares about this. Okay, so I don't even know to call this, if you call it a variant or what, because we all know that on the PS1 and on the Game Boy and the Game or Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, in America, it was the Sorcerer's Stone. In Canada, it was actually the Philosopher's Stone. Oh my goodness. I did not know that. You, did you? I didn't know that actually. Like that was a, a thing I, kit. I didn't uh, didn't know. And then I was like, "Holy shit! What? They, Why? They did they? <laughs> Why? So I, I don't does... even. It's like uh, why? And then I found okay. So here's like a really dumb variant that they had. There was the first release had some cards in it from the TCG. Right? There was a Harry Potter TCG for like 
a quick minute, like a year and a half or something. Only got like four sets. It wasn't well received. They put some cards in it. The only way to know if there were cards in your game, only for the Game Boy Color, was a little blurb on the back. That was the only way to know. And then they did, after the game failed, they did a, they took that little blurb off and didn't add cards. But there's no way to tell from the front. You have to like look at the back of the game and then check. And that was a thing I discovered as well. So Were the cards exclusive to the release? The cards are not exclusive to the release, but the card is a promo version of a standard card that's just in there. It's like a common, and it, this is a mm-hmm. promo version, so it has a foil stamp on it that says promo, which makes it more valuable. And that's like, should any Harry Potter card be valuable? Probably not, but of course, like these things are like twenty or thirty dollars. Your stupid Hallmark ornaments, like two hundred, three hundred dollars. So. Yeah, I know. So I'll believe I know, anything. I know everyone's tired of hearing about Harry Potter, but yeah. We're so, not. anyways, I've been deep down the rabbit hole, and I've had a couple guys um, in Canada trying to help me out. So I, I thank them. Uh, the game clown up there, he's trying to help me right now on Instagram. So that's you know that's what I've kind of been researching, and that's the path I'm going to take for the new year. So that's what I'm doing. Before we give our general tips to everyone else, well, let's talk about what your tips are, Stefan. So, or not tips. So, wait, wait. what are you doing? Well, you have questions. But, but yeah, I have a question okay. for you. Just because it's it's so it's such a new change for your for your life. I'm curious if you've noticed, besides the obvious of like maybe monetarily adjusting, what if any changes in your collecting habits were uh, reflected by fatherhood? As of right now, not a whole lot. Um, I do have the impulse not to buy as much because I, I mean, I was getting to the point where one space was an, already an issue, but at the same time, you know, I've almost completed all the sets I said I wanted to complete anyways. So there wasn't that like drive to, to get a bunch of stuff. So I'm not sure if it's fatherhood versus me feeling like I'm been at the end. I know I will definitely think very hard before I ever start another set again. Did you find yourself, because this was something that I did too, and and maybe we talked about this offline a little bit, but did you find yourself just before the baby, did you see yourself buying more than usual? Because that's absolutely what I did. I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to have money again. That didn't turn out to be true, but I, but that was my fear. And so I ended up buying like a crazy man uh, just before my daughter was born. Um, I wouldn't say, I mean, I'm always trying to stay opportunistic. I did buy a few things. I was like, uh, well, I have the money now and I definitely probably won't have it later. So I better buy whatever it is I want now because I I know I will feel worse. Like there, I know there will be a mental barrier from spending some money. Like it's going to be a lot harder to drop $500 on a game now and think like, oh, I could have done something for him or I could have done something around the house to help versus, uh, you know, when it was just my wife and I like, oh, no big deal. Like whatever, we're, we're doing fine. Now I have to like, there is going to be a consideration period. So I, I have noticed like that kind of nagging thought, but I haven't been forced with a, a big purchase yet, though I do know like two of the turbo things I want are kind of expensive. So that's, but I already have money allocated for that. That's like just waiting for the right price to happen. So anything new though will be, it'll be a big question. I'm still a little panicky about space though. Yeah, I just brought it up because I feel like a lot of our uh, listeners are kind of in in the demographic that, you know, they're also going through the same things we are, like life changes and stuff. So I thought it would be interesting to bring it up. I'm getting married, but we're not having kids. See, that's what I said, because it was not supposed to be physically possible. So you never know, Tyler. 
We, uh, we are young working professionals who are struggling to find a way to get a dog into our life, and we don't see a way to do it, so if we can't get a dog, I think a kid is pretty far off. You know you just buy those, right? Like, you just... Yeah, I know, you can go to the orphanage and get a kid, but a dog is like a real <laughs> I <don't>, responsibility. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Uh, so, Stefan, I have a question for you. Johnny said that he is going to think long and hard before starting a new set. So, obviously, that's not true, and you know what Johnny has. So, what's the next set you think Johnny's going to legitimately collect? Not anything that he's, like, way far into. Like, he's probably real close to a Wii set by now. I want to know, like, what's the new one that he's going to get into? Yeah, he's, like, 100 away from Wii, right? Yep. I've been that way for three years. The only thing, like... I've, the stuff that I know he doesn't have is like earlier than I know like he cares about. So nope, I know I'd there's like, one thing that he doesn't like, but he's gonna collect it anyway. Really? What am I? What am I missing here? Game Throw Boy me a Color. Here, that's what I think it is. Game Boy Color. Yep. Well, you don't have a you don't have a gray Game Boy set either, right? Nope, I don't have either of those. Because Johnny but doesn't do care about card games. only stuff, and that's ridiculous. Complete. Yeah, I mean, I do have like 150 or 180 box Game Boy games or whatever, but. I don't see myself completing that set. That's, you know, it's just so hard to complete those sets. It's so much money. And that that's the other thing. Like, now with the baby and how much how expensive those sets are, am I really going to be able to justify, like, jumping into something that's super expensive like that? That's... Ooh, getting to Intellivision. Pretty sure you can get 99% of the set sealed. Uh, no, thank you. Gross. <laughs> also, like he alluded to earlier, you know, space is already a consideration, and so some of those sets that he is missing are pretty large when they're cib so uh yeah i don't know yeah i mean i I, check back in in a year and i would say probably game gear is like probably a likely thing just because i've chipped i mean you maybe you consider that i've already chipped too far away into that but i've got a lot of game gear games the question is crazy cib too though right yeah and i have a bunch cib so the question is will i ever try to find all of them cib or will i just complete the card only set which i could do pretty easily for a couple hundred bucks and be done with it or will i ever try to get the boxes because whenever i find a box when i pick it up if it's reasonable most of the time though they're not reasonable i I gotta segue into my stuff here one of the things that i really solidified last year that will definitely go into how i'm going to collect this year is that i have learned what i just don't give a shit about and game gear is one of those things like, I started buying just, like, Game Gear games, just like, I don't know, buy some Game Gear games, but it's like, no, I grew up with Game Gear, I've always hated it, I never play Game Gear, I don't like any Game Gear games, except for maybe Streets of Rage 1. Knowing that, like, knowing, like, I really don't give a shit about American Turbo Graphics games for the most part, really don't give a shit about Master System or Game Gear, it's great to just free myself of, of ever having to buy those games, just even, like, opportunistically, because I don't have room and I honestly should focus my money on the stuff I want. And I mean, that's, that's obviously what we should always do, but last year really hit me for some reason. Well, that, that's pretty good advice. And let's, um, let's reiterate that. I think when we get into the, uh, you know, how to, how to approach the new year from a collecting standpoint, but I am interested to hear, uh, what some goals are, but before we segue into your stuff, Tyler, let's, let's hear from Stefan. I want to hear, cause I, I saw what he bought at the convention. So I'm interested to hear what his <laughs> goals are. <laughs> well, I That's think Stefan, he said he's going to buy uh, everything he doesn't have yet. So all the video yes. games that he in, doesn't own. In the world. <laughs> Just all uh, of them. No, so at the at the beginning of the year, and, and uh, I'm not making this up, you can check out my post from December 31st, 2018. Uh, and I had um, decided on six sets that I was interested in completing 
at least so I I tiered how, them out. I how had, reasonable? I have no 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 so, only so, six. No, no. So I, I tiered them out. So I had like a primary, like an A tier and a B tier. And I was like, okay, I want to do at least one of the A tier, which was Dreamcast, Saturn, and uh, Game Boy. And then I had a, a B tier, which was that I wanted to do at least two of, which was Master System, 32X, and Odyssey 2. Those uh, sure are B tier. Yeah. So... It, it it turns out that uh, walking away from the convention the other day, I ended up buying about 50 Dreamcast games, which brought me into the, like, I think I was missing 14 games when I left that show. So I just went home and, and, and bought them all online. Um, and now you don't have a complete a set, though. This guy, you're a maniac. Why didn't you at least wait for a coupon? Because it was like $150 worth of games. Like, it was nothing. Wait for was... a coupon. Every, everyone else listening, don't, <laughs> don't be a Stefan. Wait for a coupon. You know they're coming. That should be, that should be a t-shirt when we do t-shirts. Yeah, don't, don't be a Stefan. Yeah, don't be a Stefan. Be patient. That's right. Uh, incidentally, I also got a decent amount of CIB Odyssey 2 while I was at that show. Uh, and so now I'm within, I think, three or four of that set, too. So I didn't, I didn't. I didn't start the year going like, oh my God, I need to complete things. I think I was just closer than I thought on a couple of things. And uh, so I ended up getting a lot closer to my goal for the year. So does the that mean you're done? Like, uh, you're done now, right? You're not going to buy any more games for the rest of the year after you finish those? Yeah, because that it will happen. Finish uh, <laughs> so complete, right? I am within... So Saturn is going to be my next primary set. I think, because the way that I do sets, I have a primary set and a secondary set. Uh, and so Saturn is probably going to be my my new primary set. I'm within, I think, 79 titles for Sega Saturn, which, you know, for Saturn, that's still like $5,000. So uh, yeah. that'll take me a little bit of time. But, uh, like but weeks. yeah. So, yeah, weeks. yeah. <laughs> weeks and weeks, days and days. So for for the record, uh, Dreamcast took me three hundred three hundred and sixteen days from the from the day that I decided I was going to collect for the set. That's fewer happened, than a game a day, so that's totally reasonable. I, <laughs> no. I happened I happened across a sealed copy of Cannon Spike, and I was like, "Well, it's all downhill from here, so I might as well collect the set." Yeah, way to way to justify that one. But <laughs> that's, we all—it's one hundred percent what I did. <laughs> but that's that's not actually that's not fair because there are games when you find a game that that sparks you to go beyond. You're like, oh, I feel like a major hurdle just got out of the way. Like it might be a game, it might be a lot that you found cheap. So I I understand yep. what you're saying. That's not yep. not entirely fair. And for everyone wondering how many games Stefan bought just for Dreamcast, that's like. Four games every five games, or three games every four days, or something like that. So gross, and that's just Dreamcast games. Yeah, think so about the how many games that. The, the Dreamcast set is two hundred and forty-eight. I did a, a few more because I did a couple variants and some things that aren't necessarily games, like the web browsers. And you uh, so the Saturn sets two hundred forty-eight. Are you reading the right list? You're freaking me out. The Saturn set's not two hundred forty-eight. Oh my god! Let's fight about lists right now. Everyone, make your own list. By the way. Because internet lists are all terrible, as evidenced by what we're going to talk about right now. Dreamcast is 248. How are you missing that many games? Is this like when Johnny's like, why don't you have Ninja Gaiden Black on your Xbox list? And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I don't know why guys just don't use my lists. 
you would solve so many of your own problems. I I have 261 games in my Dreamcast list, and I just deleted the three web browsers because you guys told me that they exist. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I never think about Dreamcast. Do you have Bleemcast games in there? Uh, Yeah, I've got the three. Yeah, Those aren't games. Correct. Delete those. Do you, do you have the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the Dreamcast magazine demos? Because that's there's like 12 of those. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I've, I've literally never looked at this list. Okay, so your list is bad. We just confirmed. You're bad. Yeah. I don't see Dreamcast magazine demos. Don't don't be a dick a dick to me until after you confirm that your list is not bad. Yeah, it, I even have a list in my spreadsheet that sa- or a note <laughs> in my spreadsheet that says I haven't looked at this list. I just copy pasted it from some <laughs> What? Oh God. Yeah. So I have notes on all my lists so I can remember what I've excluded or what I've specifically included. And like, like I have a list with like good variants and stuff. And yeah, you should just be using. There's also. There's like not for resale. There's like a not for resale copy of Sonic Adventure, and there's like the clean copy of Speed Devils, and so there's some there's some variants uh, that you probably have on that list that aren't necessarily part of the 248. How many Saturn games do you have? Because I have 248 Saturn games. Um, I I know I have 79 left. I don't know. I don't. I haven't counted how many that is off the top of my head because it's not my active set yet. Is there a difference between Speed Devils and Speed Devils Online Racing? Yes, there speed is. De- those are yeah. those are two. Yeah, right, those are two well, I don't have the Speed yeah. Devils variant then. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a Speed Devils variant. That's a totally separate game. Oh, my, is Correct. Ready to Rumble Boxing Hot New? But that's a variant. Yeah, that's a variant. Yeah, if let's, let's Tower out. my oh. Dreamcast list. <laughs> uh, well, that's not what we're doing on the show. I yeah, will, we, don't, uh, we don't have to do this live. Right? Oh, we have to do yeah. it live, and I need uh, my thing no, to be right, even though I I'm will, never going to buy another Dreamcast. Tyler, I will, I'm I'm going to share my Dreamcast list with you. You'll be better, okay? Wow. All right. So, cool. What were we talking so, about? I wanted to talk t- about how me and Johnny need to talk Stefan into collecting PS2 just to see what would happen. I don't <laughs> think we're, we're not going to get him out of Saturn, because Saturn is such a cool set to collect. He's already talked about PS2. It's not even going to be that hard. Johnny Stephen. Johnny talked me out of PS2. You totally did. Oh, thank God. Like Stefan, you've I've got done the, something right. You've got an Xbox set, at least black label. Uh, I have an Xbox set, both black and uh, silver. If you're no, you don't. Uh, not considering the that uh, the Grand Theft Auto thing that I'm may or may not exist. The Grand Theft Auto thing. It exists. It's out there somewhere. Look at uh, every day. I think, um, I think I think there's a very fine Photoshop screenshot that exists. Uh, That's what that I that got three upvotes on Reddit. Yep. Oh man, Boo. It kills me. Anyway, all right. I'm okay. sorry for well, derailing this. Yeah, yeah, you've derailed this. All right, Stefan, please continue where you were and and then give a recap of where you were so the audience remembers. Just that I had set out to do uh one out of the my A tier which was uh Dreamcast Saturn and uh Game Boy and then at least two from my B tier which is Odyssey 2 32X and Master System uh I am very close I I just I just completed Dreamcast uh as of last night and if you if you don't or if you're counting the things that are in transit still and then I'm like four away or or three away from Odyssey 2 so which is not a very big set at all it's uh what forty six games or something like that. Forty nine. Forty nine. American. Yeah. So I'll I'll have one of one one A tier and one B tier done. Uh and then likely because Johnny keeps harping on me that thirty two X is part of the Genesis set, I will probably <laughs> do thirty two X. Yeah, just like Sega C D is part of the Genesis set. Well, no, it is not. But you uh, think thirty one- wait, Johnny, you legitimately think that? I, I think it, it can definitely be argued. It All says right. Genesis on the spines. 
All right, whatever. I count all turbo games as the same thing, so I'll allow it. I don't care. No, look, I I think it's its own thing, but I think if you want, like, your Genesis set is complete, but if you want it to be complete plus, then you should have 32X games. Oh, I did find, speaking of complete Genesis sets, I did did find a variant that I didn't even know existed, the uh, Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego with the Dictionary Oh, you found it? Are you kidding Um, me? Did you get that? I've been looking for that for so long. Oh, I didn't know Johnny, you were sorry, Johnny, Who, Johnny found yeah, why it don't for you, me. Yeah, come on, give me the credit. And that was thank you to Padawan because he gave you a sweetheart deal on it because I told oh, really did. him that you needed it so and he should talk to you rather than me just buying it because I would just hoard it if I found it. Yeah. There's been a copy yeah. without the game on eBay for like $80. Like just the box, the outer box and the almanac or dictionary or whatever it is. Hot tip on that almanac. It's just an almanac. You can buy it. Anyway. Okay. I still need the outer box. I'm not going to pay $80 for it. I know. I, I understand. But the cart is, you can buy the regular edition of the game and stick it in there and buy the box. So the box is the important part is my point. If it's $80, yeah. then it's still you know, too fucking much for some stupid. Wait till coupon. Wait no, till I did wait till the coupon. And then I'm like, all right, like I'm not going to pay $63 for this. That's still a stupid price. Wait, do you only buy during a coupon now? Are you that like coupon centric, Johnny? Uh, I'm not. No, if it's something that I I need to find, like if it's something that is gonna go away or someone else will buy out from under me, or is very rare, then of course. But I will go ahead and wait because we're set collectors, right? So there's gonna be a lot of bulk and nonsense that you're gonna buy that's common, and the price isn't really fluctuating. So for that shit, I always wait for a coupon nonstop. And here's a tip on coupons. You can, like, if you know a coupon's coming tomorrow, you can buy it tonight and then just don't pay till tomorrow because it just needs to be in your cart. No, that is a hot tip. I've never even thought about that. Yes. Boom. There you go. So, wait. Yeah. And that's. Okay. uh, Steph, I want to know if you bought Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego or Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego? I think it's Where in Time. Okay, where in time I have, where in the world I've been looking for, because it it's always comes time. up in just bullshit condition because there's a freaking giant book in it. Yeah, where in time is the red box, or it's got the red line on it. Right. Uh, where in the world has green. Stefan, you are going to go ahead and you're trying to complete Saturn, and next from your B list is you're going to try and complete 32X. We've Right? That's where we were? Right. Cool. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm days away from completing uh, Odyssey, so... Okay, and then the other thing I will tell you and everyone else as a tip, never count anything that's in transit. Don't don't remove it from your list because here's what happened. Inevitably, something happens. Package is lost. Package is stolen. Guy didn't send it. Sends the wrong one. You've checked it off your list. You get it. You're not thinking about it. And then you're like, six years later, like, wait, what the hell happened? I thought I had this game. I know I bought it. I typed you don't OTW remember. into my spreadsheet instead of checking that's, the box. Yeah, that's fine. So, Here's a weird thing that I do. I actually keep two lists. So I have the the list online that's like part of the, the database for Game Value Now. And that's like my official like, okay, I have it list. And then I also keep a just a spreadsheet, a Google Doc. That's sort of like my working list that uh, I will remove whenever I like buy something and it's on its way. So that sounds okay. crazy. But Johnny was going to say that's a great idea. Having two separate lists that track basically the same thing. N- no, I would just have a separate box. It sounds like double work. No, and also, I don't think using habit. game value now is like great. 
because they, they don't have anything. And if then if they don't have like here, here's the thing with all these sites that have stuff like, oh, we've got a list. And the minute a variant comes out that you want to add to it, then you can't really add until they get it uploaded into their database. And they may never do that for you. So yeah, it's out true. of your control. And then and also like they'll have like a game in the database that's not really a game. It'll be like Bayonetta 1 on Wii U. It's like, well, that doesn't really count. I don't want that in my checklist. I can't ever get rid of it now. Yeah, like, yeah, the, or like the, the Star the, Fox one that's the, yeah. the other half. I hate that. Or if stuff. uh if uh for if foreign releases get big enough, they'll they'll track it. So like they yeah. do track they track Rondo of Blood for Turbo C D but nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have prices for Rondo of Blood all day, but they don't have a price for terraforming. Like it's like right. guys. Stop that. That's why I don't there. The software I use is collectors and I, I like it a lot because it's pretty, you can modify it pretty well. They have an online one thing that you can use and do it, Stefan. So if you want that online capability where you can see that, may, maybe turn yourself onto that. I'll, I'll show you more about it one day For sure. um, because I, yeah, like as much as I like those sites and it's good to see like values and stuff. That's the hot part of those is like, Oh, it does values. Yeah. Like that's cool. But yeah, that that part where it's out of your control is is a little sketchy to me. Yeah, I will do like for variants they don't track. I do just add an add a second item and then put it in the notes section. Yeah. But uh, but that's but cumbersome. No, you, but it but it, but it's a good. You have a good point. I I will concede your point. Okay, so uh, we've got through Stefan's stuff. Tyler, what about you, man? What what's going on for this year? What are the goals for the year? To keep the flow of conversation going, what I should do is tell you what I'm thinking, but instead I'm going to rewind, because Stefan gave us... Stefan said he's going to complete Saturn, like, 32X, and what else? It sounded like maybe 100 to 300 games, which is ridiculous. Stefan's going to get that by March. Yeah, that's probably true. He'll probably move on to something else. Stefan, do you have a rebuttal to that? Uh, This is a year. No, I guess not. Or maybe, although, maybe no, you're Saturn, go slow. Sa- Saturn will take me a legitimate amount of time because it is significantly expensive. Tyler, let's let's play a game, Tyler. Over Gosh. or under when oh. Stefan completes his Saturn okay. set. Okay, he's got seventy to go. Um, I'm yeah. gonna say 70, seventy-nine. So seventy-nine. So basically eighty. So like a third of the set. So yeah, seventy-nine no, like and of the set. that represents about I think it, I think I looked, last I looked at it, it was like fifty-six hundred dollars. No, I was right. It was street it is value. A third. It's a third. April 20, 420. You want to over under that? Oh, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Ooh, April okay. 20. I'll say I'll say he gets it before then. Um, okay. I'm going to put it in my Google calendar and we will check back in on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to say I also put a thing in my Google calendar on the 1st of January to check if the ooze had hit $60, which I guess we must have said in a previous episode. Uh, <laughs> the ooze did not. The ooze is is languishing at $25 and it has been for a and long time. That That's good. That's where it should be. Probably a little less. Actually, for everyone not listening, or not listening, for everyone listening, Genesis in general took a little bit of a dip lately. So, and that's, that's probably just the holiday, the holiday dip. So, so everyone should sell all their games is what you're saying? No, and that's not what I'm saying. Uh, you're saying I think, the market is crashing? Nope. I'm saying there, there's normally a dip right now. Because people usually aren't buying games right now, and we should see like another spike. Like it dips a little bit, and March comes along. And people like have got their taxes, so you start to see stuff crop up again. And then summer hits, and you get that summer sale off as people have like rare stuff that's really boring that they don't actually care about, and they want to make money to go on a little family vacation, and that happens. 
and then Christmas comes and then everything kind of like common stuff. Well, like we went through this whole thing, like Super Mario 3s will be more expensive and then they'll take a pretty hard crash in January because those are like things you buy as Christmas presents as for more casual audiences rather than collectors. And then like good stuff, like rare stuff that's expensive is a little under in December and November. So you, and like January, you can usually get some prices. People are just trying to cut things because they realize they spent too much money on. So that's like my hot tip. Like look in January. I mean, we're getting kind of past that, that window, but in December and January is my favorite time to try and find an expensive or rare game because usually get a good deal. Johnny's making lots of generalizations. I think we need another numbers episode soon. Let's get some more okay. data in there. It'll be fun. Well, I mean, we've done these are episodes we did data on that I supported these. Oh yeah, no, I know with data. Yeah, yeah it was like, I, yeah, no, I, I do think that's true. So uh, now, Tyler, now you've backpedaled like you wow. always do. Are you ready to move forward? I, I'm ready to move forward. You are so, seriously always three steps back, two steps forward. I love it. Let's see what have I what have I even done recently? So I guess I completed the Wii U set again because I bought Just Dance 2019. Oh, did you? Um, did you get it for $25 from Amazon? Oh, hell, I bought it the second it came out, man. Did I got you? it for like 32 bucks or whatever GCU gets you with for. Oh, I uh, I have not bought that yet, but I did get, I forgot I hadn't bought 2018, and I found it at Target for $11, so I felt good about that. And yeah, I was like, like every, should I, I? Everyone is like, oh, just wait, that's obviously going to be bargain bin trash, and I'm like, yeah, and it's going to be on my mind for the entire year before it hits the bargain bin. So it's oh, I, I forgot about it. Just not. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that point, but I had totally just forgot about it. And then I was in target. I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot to buy this. And I'm like, price check $11. Sweet. Let me walk out of the store with this. Excellent. Yeah. Side note, the, the just dance, the late release just dance games are never going to be rare. Check the sales numbers on them. Those games sell gangbusters. That's why they're still being made. It's still made for the, it's where the Wii version is like the second best selling platform for just dance. It's like right below PS4. I think it, it's crazy. Okay. So let, let's play another game. So put this in the doc tower, just dance 2020. Yes or no for Wii and Wii U. Go ahead. I think Wii is definitely yes. Uh, I think Wii U I'm going to go. N- n- yes. I think it. I yes think it yes. still sells reasonably well on Wii U, and I think they can squeeze one more year out of it. Okay, go ahead, Stefan. Give us yours. I'm gonna say yes on Wii, but no on Wii U because nobody cares. Okay, I'm gonna say yes and no as well. Okay, I don't think we have to put that in my Google Calendar because when that is announced, we will definitely remember that. Yeah. So yeah, I I think maybe the Wii U is dead enough. Yep. All right. So. It's what you guys think. Definitely definitely will be on the Switch, though. I mean, maybe it's just like the same thing, so it's easy for them just to press the... Di- like, maybe it's not even a different disc, so I don't know. Or, I mean, like, they, not the same disc, obviously, but... Like, just like, like basically they, the same code? Yeah. Like, it's almost so a backwards compatible Wii game. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that's the case, I mean, I don't know the technical stuff behind it. If that's the case, then does it really hurt them to print it? Print it? Probably not. They probably make money on it anyways. But well, I'm still thing, though, I'm keeping my answer the same. Here's the thing, though: the Wii U discs are actually like f- the physical format is not is not a regular DVD. It's like a it's it's a speci- it's specific to that console. It's got like the rounded edge and stuff. Yeah. So they may stop manufacturing that disc, and then that would that would affect their ability to then make Wii ga- or Wii U games. Fair point. 
All right, uh, Tyler, does that change your mind at all? Uh, no, I'm sticking to okay. my guns here. Sticking we you forever. Because right. I think it'll be okay. hilarious. I thought 2018 was hilarious. I thought 2019 was hilarious. I thought both of those were the last one. And now I'm like, no, keep the train going. Yeah, it's come back around for you. Like, might as well. Yeah, right? Yeah. Now you look forward to it each year. Yeah, everyone like laments it in the like the Wii U collector threads. They're like, "Oh no, I gotta buy another Just Dance game." I think it's freaking great. There's a console in like eight percent of the entire console library is Just Dance, and that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so many. There's so many on the Wii. If you count like all the big boxes, all the controllers and stuff, oh, it, it gets gross. What the controller? Just Dance 2020 for N64. Who's with me? No, nope. stop it. No one yeah. likes N64. We're on the Collector's Quest podcast. Nobody here. likes Wii U either. Uh, okay. Ooh, before we go on to your thing, what I want to do another game. Do oh, you guys want to do another game? Time. Yes, I like uh, games. Okay. Over under, when will Mega Man X and Mega Man 2 sell out on <laughs> IM8 bit? Are we going? We'll we'll use the same April date. Over or under before or after April. Oh, uh, April? you taking over or under? Yeah. Oh, past uh, we'll April. Say, Not a chance. I don't think it's gonna sell out. I think they're going to have to, like, dump the copies into, like, a dump and bury them, like E.T. No, no, I think they'll probably, like, Black Friday them at some point or something. Like, there'll be a holiday sale where they just blow them out. That's that's But, like, definitely not before April. It's definitely going to go past April. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a bad date. Past April. Unless, Johnny, you actually think they're going to sell out before April, which none of us do. I don't. Okay, so do we want to say July? Over under July? I still think past July. Um, Yeah. I think, I like, have, maybe, I, like, December, like, yeah. 7th or something would probably be a better date. Yeah, over over under November might be a, a more competitive date. Okay, I'm going to go under Nove- November. Are you Ooh. guys both going to go over? Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I'll even, I'm just give you, I'll give you November I, 30th, because I think... Okay, I, I'm just being contrarian, because I, I think it's probably <laughs> just garbage, but I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be on the other side of this one. Another no, it's okay. I'm game. putting it in the Google Calendar. These are important things to remember. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun story about the I am Ape It Mega Man at Magfest. The child, there's a Child's Play charity auction, and both the Mega Man Two and Mega Man X copies showed up in the auction. They were donated by I am Ape It to Child's Play because they just have millions of them hanging around. And it's nice that they donate things. Like, let's not undercut that. It's nice they donate. It, things. It's great. Yeah. And there were two funny things about this. The first is that the Mega Man 2 composer signed both games, even though he did not compose Mega Man X, which I think is hilarious to have that signed by him. And the second thing is they immediately sold it as like, these are the super limited, I am 8-bit 30th anniversary guys. I think these sold out immediately. You can't get these. And I'm like, oh my God, guys. Whew, and, uh, that's not that true. Funny. And that went for uh, 500 bucks, if anyone's wondering. Tyler knows I sent him a picture of both of those items in my cart yesterday. Still there. I thought I thought you were saying as in like I was gonna buy them. I'm gonna buy the Mega Man X one. Add it to my collection no, of SNES no, gems. No, just to show that they are still available on the website and you can still buy them. Well, we'll check back in November and before then because that is our sponsor and they want to sell yeah. them out. Yeah, remember to check out I Am Eight Bit where you can get Gone Home, a game you can complete in one minute for forty five dollars and free on your PS4 and Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Limited Run keeps doing games that I want to buy, Johnny. I'm so upset. Let's we'll talk. We'll save that. We'll save that till after Tyler finishes things. Yeah, man. No Tyler. natural conversation. <laughs> yeah, no. Tyler. All right. 
What are, what are your fucking goals? I want to know. Tell me right. what you're going to do this I mean, year. So I've been buying games real fast for probably the past two or three years. And a lot of that was uh, Sega CD and Sega Saturn. I was like in 2017, I was buying like the hell out of those because I felt like they were going to go up because that was before things had kind of plateaued in the gaming world. And I was just going nuts. Um, so I bought those and then I came to like a critical point of whether I had to decide if I was legitimately going to collect 3DO because even though 3DO has already <laughs> exploded in like 2017, I had to be like, okay, if I'm going to go for the 3DO set, I have to do it right now because it's never going to be cheaper, even though it's already still really expensive, uh, but I'm not going for that. So basically fuck 3DO forever. God, thank God. Um, it's like you saw the light. Somewhere Shelly Duvall I really crying. like 3DO. I kind of like CDI. They're, they're like sister consoles to the Sega CD. Uh, I'll probably still buy stuff for them, but I'm, I'm not going to like seriously collect the set. They are this, like, I, I think it would be interesting to have this weird generational set where you have, like, the, you know, the beginning of FMV, which is what yeah. I would call those consoles. I've got, like, an right? eBay save search for just CDI games, and I'll buy anything I don't have that's under, like, $8 shift. And that's not a lot, but it's like oh, a game for eight dollars and CDI. No one's ever heard of. All right, that's cool to have. If you just want to do jewel case for 3DO, it's totally doable. That's bullshit. Oh yeah, and also like 3DO takes up so much space that I don't have. But yeah, I don't yeah. want the jewel cases. Come on, come on. Right. I'm not that kind of peasant. <laughs> yes, you but are. What I'm, what I've been focusing on for months now, and what I will continue to focus on very specifically into 2019 is uh, Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, and I've kind of slowed this down. Uh, over time, both because prices have plateaued, so I don't really have a fire under my ass to kind of get everything right now because I'm worried about things going up. I have 526 Super Nintendo games, and I have 722 in my set, so I'm about three quarters of the way there. And then Sega Genesis, I have 695 games out of 707 that I have. Uh, but it's I know I also there. need to go back and get a bunch of manuals, and that's going to be a big pain. Are you doing CAB for Super? No. Screw Nintendo cartridges, unless it's like a good game. He's like, that kind of peasant that he yes. is. <laughs> that is the kind of peasant he is. Yeah, yeah. Screw yeah. that. <laughs> like, I'll get all the Nintendo games and the rare games complete, but freaking pieces, pieces can be card only. Who cares? Oh, man. Pieces <laughs> was one of the last games I got. And it was not on eBay for a long time. Yeah. Now I see it everywhere. It was what a pain in the ass pieces was. Uh, so I think that's uh, going back to the Stefan thing that I said, that's realistically only a couple hundred games. Um, so I don't think that'll take up the year, even though I say I'm slowing down. I'm still kind of a maniac some months, especially when there's eBay sales. I max out almost every eBay coupon. So what am I missing? So I'm not going for max. I don't need max. I have the two competition cards for Super Nintendo, but I don't count them for the set. Neither do I. And what's really hard? That's like Outback Joey. That would be a huge one that I need. Like I'm, I'm yeah. looking for it, but I'm, I don't really want to pay like more than two grand for it. Uh, I, I don't think, think there's. Well, there's are you trying to get it complete or? I'll take a cart only, just not Stefan's fake can, one. Yeah, you can get the cart only for under two k. All right. I think you'll be able to do that this year. All right, I'll be poking around yeah, for that. Probably. And then the mountain bike rally speed racer. Like I'm willing to take one sealed for like a good price because I know they're out there, but I'm not going to like pay for crazy people that have them on eBay for like stupid prices. But that's a game when well, we've talked about this, it's a game that you will mostly find sealed because they weren't opened. Really. They were like back stock dead stock that finally made its way out. That's why most of them are sealed. Yeah. And then, so that actually, I think that's like $1,000 if it's card only. And I'd be totally happy with it. Just card only because sealed it's, it's 2,000, 2,500, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I paid for mine. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, people have, like, their carts on eBay. They're like, the cart, $2,000. It's like, that's literally double what it's sold for. What universe do you live on? Uh, so besides the 16-bit stuff, I don't know. The Collector Vision Phoenix is coming out. That's probably going to get me playing uh, the vintage games again, just because I'm lazy and what, I don't want to go to the garage. Yeah, yeah, what the hell is that? It's uh, an FPGA recreation of uh, ColecoVision, and it'll also play Atari games. And it also oh, has, like, oh, more that- cool features in it. That was the thing that we had the announcement at Portland, right? No. Is that it? <laughs> that is Tommy Tallarico's stupid modern and television console. This is a real FPGA recreation of ColecoVision. This is like an analog NT for ColecoVision. And do people care about that? Uh, like weird old men do, I think. Okay, older men than me. Uh, yeah, probably. You know, the kind of people who would care about the Munsters pinball being announced at CES today. See, I thought that was a cool announcement. I'm like, oh, cool, Munsters. But, you know, I like anything that kind of reminds me of Halloween. No. There's already, there's the Adams Family. The better Munsters. It's probably going to be a better pinball machine. Who needs the Munsters? I think I think the Munsters and the Adams Family actually had a crossover. So they should make a crossover pinball machine. No. Hmm. Stop it. Yeah. No? No. You know, I never, neither of those shows I ever really associated with Halloween because they just ran all year round. Yeah, they never do that these days, right? Yeah, that's but, cool. Yeah, no, they tried to remake the Munsters with um, God, what's his name, Brian Fuller, uh, and it was real bad, and it was going to be a series, and then it became a just for TV movie, and it was so terrible, and uh, yeah, it was awful, and had uh, what's the the guy, the guy from Sliders, that kid, uh, nope. I, I forget his name, but um, yeah. He was the star of it. He was Herman. And Eddie Izzard was Grandpa Munster. It was a weird choice. Kind of an awesome choice, but a weird yeah. choice. And uh, yeah, that show was a train wreck. <laughs> so yeah, they, it was just for TV movie. It was terrible. And they they didn't even call it the Munsters. They called it like something, something Mockingbird Lane. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do. Anyways, it was a hot mess. And it was like, you know, in production and in production, waiting for the waiting for the pilot, waiting for the pilot, uh, just for TV movie dead. So that was, it was one of those things. So that was cool. I don't know if you guys are up on the hip hop, but Charlie Tuna is the verbal Herman Munster. Two pe- at least yep. two people understood that reference. My RuneScape reference was obscure, but that was not obscure. Shout out yeah, to I the people who that. get that. All right, shout out to them. Okay, so <laughs> we've talked about uh, our goals. Tyler, do you have any more you want to add? Or you, I, you, you know I do. You said? Um, not really. I want to play Dark Souls because people keep everyone brings up Dark Souls as like it's it's like retro games again. They're back, dude. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so cool. And I've never played it because I bought it on PC when it first came out, and the PC port was garbage. So I, I do yeah. want to get back to playing that. Well, you can play it on the Wii. No, shut or not up. the Wii, the Switch. No, I'm Sorry. not playing no... I'm out on 30 FPS games. My life is too short. There's another goal, just fuck 30 FPS forever. That's kind of been my goal for years now, but I don't have time for it in my life. Like, Lego that Dimensions, I think, a... was the breaking point. I, I was on the show. That was like a year, maybe two years ago, um, when I was really playing that, and I just... It was just the worst. That's a real weird criteria. Fuck 30 FPS. Yeah, We're gonna have eight K thirty FPS games before we have four K sixty FPS games. It's ridiculous. Stop making games look better. Make them run better. But the graphics, Tower, the graphics, everything's gotta look great. At least in a still image, it has to look amazing. 
because that's what sells games. Anyways, I'm gonna uh, continue looking for any game that I think is like a ten out of ten that I don't own complete because I do like owning the good games complete because they're usually super common and those are the games they actually like to display. Whatever, basically so. Nintendo or rare games I don't have. For instance, the Game Boy Color Zelda games, which got crushed in the mail. I need to rebuy those and make sure they have the foil cover. Yeah, and it makes me sad. Foil I, foil covers are first prints. Non-foil embossed is not. So don't buy that garbage. I got real sad for you when you posted that, Tyler. No. Right after the shipping episode, too. I oh, know. I really, I was so bad. <laughs> I overpaid for them, so I actually don't feel bad. And they weren't foil, so it actually worked out in the end. Oh, and yeah, my uh, Christmas semen game was lost in the mail. What? Right, yep. Yep. The guy sent me, because he, he knew we had it underpriced. Yeah, I, I know. I've say. been looking at it. I'm like, yeah. damn, yeah. you got a real good yeah. deal on that. Yeah, I know. So he's like, oh, sorry, lost in the mail. I'm like, uh, how do you know it was lost in the mail? Is there, <laughs> there's no tracking or anything? And like, what's, I didn't email you asking like hey where's my game you're just like yep this is lost in the mail i'm gonna issue you a refund i'm like i'm gonna issue you severe negative feedback fuck face here's your tracking number abc four five six seven eight nine oh i can't find it see oh well and then he went like then he went as far as to like degrade himself into really bad uh english like maybe he was bad at the language when his first email was a perfectly beautifully written email in english and then he like to be like, oh, I, no, I understand. Like, I was like, what is going on? What happened here? Like, you're trying to do, like, you're the worst kind of liar. Ugh. I had a guy tell me that he couldn't ship me a sign because his house burned down. <laughs> did it burn down? Did you it, Google it? No, it did not burn down. He then relisted the sign several months later, but uh, but that did make me laugh. Yeah, no, those people I punished. There was a guy, he sold me a Titus the Fox for Game Boy Color, just the box. I got it for like in an open auction for like $10 because no one gave a shit one day. And I don't know how that happened. But then he's like, oh yeah, I really can't find the box. And then he he listed it again at like $200. And I messaged him. I'm like, oh God, remember how you lost this? And I won it for $10. Is this maybe the same one? And he was like, oh no, I, I got lucky and found another one. I'm like, okay, well, I'll send you the $10 and please send me my, my box, please. Since you got so lucky. Yeah. Anyways, that didn't work out. That was a long and annoying conversation. But uh, all right, Tyler, any, we're like way off the rails. Tyler, any more to add to your, what your goals are? I think that's good. Just buying uh, just for everyone else, like uh, buying the like common great games that everyone loves, like having beautiful copies of those is the way to go. Uh oh, freaking uh, Doom Mail Away! I've been trying to get this game for a long time now. Like I put in the slightly above market price bids on all the ones I see on eBay, and I still I'm always losing them. Like Doom, it's like three hundred dollars maybe for like the mail order version PC, for a pretty right? nice one. Yeah, like yeah. I don't want the shareware. I don't want Ultimate. I've got Ultimate Doom. I got Doom too. I want freaking Doom. It's Doom. Uh, it's like the only game in my top ten that I don't own. So huh. I'm really keen on getting a Doom. Commander Keeney myself. Ah, I don't know. I just ma- making mental connections and saying them out loud. All right. <laughs> Word vomit. <laughs> right. I right. have a podcast. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, man. All right. Let's let's move into let's give the people some tips, just general tips, just because it's it's New Year's and we like to do that, but we are getting kind of long. We haven't even got to conventions. Um guys, please please make some goals. Like don't buy everything. If you look at any of the pictures from uh, what people bought at any of the conventions recently, you will see just like, it looks like someone went into a video game store 
and then, you know, ate like a handful from each section and then vomited into their pictures. That's, that's what it looks like just because it's a smattering of everything. That's cool if you're buying everything, but maybe, maybe establish some goals. And I'm not saying you need to go hardcore like us and make lists or do anything, but have an idea of what you're trying to accomplish because you'll be real sad if you buy like, you're like, oh, there's a hundred dollar game I really want, but you bought 10 garbagey $10 games and you're like, but I can't afford this $100 game, but you spent $10 incrementally over the year. That's money ill spent. Buy the game that's more expensive. So just like start to shift your thinking into like what your actual goals are and avoid traps like that. Just set some expectations for yourself. Try and know where you're going and and don't get trapped by by everything. But having said that, I will say, you know, if you see a good deal like a, like an opportunistically good deal like you can make some money out of it or or help you fund your collection in another way. Don't pass that kind of stuff up. That's value town. Um, go there. But you know, just because a game is a dollar doesn't mean you need to put it in your collection. I would also say if you are new to collecting or uh, or even new to set collecting, that maybe start with small goals. Like your first goals don't need to be, oh, I need every Nintendo game or I need every Super Nintendo game. You can you can break up goals uh incrementally so that it doesn't seem so daunting uh because that's one way to avoid burnout right like i feel like a lot of people collecting sets is the dumbest thing i realize all three of us love collecting we are awful (laughs) yeah but we are dummies yeah i I mean i'm not talking about people's like financial situation but there are a lot of kids on reddit who basically like you don't have the finances to complete a freaking Super Nintendo set, okay? You don't need to buy, you know, six Madden games because they were at the game store. Just save your money. You will you can afford an ogre battle if you just stop buying all this bullshit because you think you're going to collect the set. Just stick to the good stuff. Johnny already said that. Yeah, stick to the good stuff. And that's why that's what we're talking about. Those $10 games, don't buy 10 $10 games. Buy the one good $100 game. 10 Madden games is a garbage purchase. Sell do, the rest the of right your thing. NES set and just buy stadium events, the coolest NES game to own. <laughs> no, no, no. God, no. No. Why are you guys so mentally dysfunctional that you cannot realize that stadium events is just a shitty athletic world? It's fucking Bandai's cast off. It, it's the worst. It, it It's terrible and so much worse than an NWC. It, it is a bad footnote and the worst thing about game collecting. Stop saying it's cool. Stop lying to the people. <laughs> I I agree that it is it is terrible, but uh, such is the life of a set collector. So, you know. No, you don't have to. Even within set collecting, you can just take a stand and say, absolutely not. I did. I feel, That's like one of the only games that I think like... It's like moderately socially acceptable to be like, yeah, I'm not going for stadium events. I can't. What else? There's nothing else like there's that. Not, there's nothing because like it, people it, will give you shit if you try to exclude Outback Joey. They'll be like, oh, you're just doing it because you don't want to buy it. People nah. will be like, oh, stadium events. Yeah, that's like $10,000. Okay. I don't even know that that's true, though. I think a lot of people don't even know Outback Joey exists. Yeah, I, I think Outback Joey is fine. But like, let's say if you tried to exclude Musha, they'd be like, no way, buddy. Well, <laughs> I don't care if it's $500. You're buying that game if you want. If you, you want to sit on the set. You, you can't buy what you want. You have to buy what the list yeah. says. Yeah. You're a slave to this piece of paper. It's got all the games on it. Do it. No, that's not. Stadium events, though, it, it, it's, it's like a weird scenario. That's what I'm saying. It represents like the worst part of gaming. Like, And who cares if you have the set? And then like, 
Then Ness is the only thing where we argue about licensed and unlicensed and what Sachin games are there. And then like Sachin re-releases. We haven't got into that episode yet. Guys, bug us for that second NES episode. I'm dying for it. I got like Magfest got me even more hyped to make it. Yeah. So many like there's so much nuance and then like there's so much argument uh, there. I feel like I'm for that episode. I'm just going to like write questions that I have for Tyler because I know I'm not going to have anything meaningful to add. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Tyler's going to carry that episode because I I hate that stuff and I don't care because uh, for me, this hobby is still about nostalgia and stuff I care about. And that's just that's just like the worst of the worst. You're just like, oh, cool. This game. Who gives a shit about this game? So it's very hard for me to get excited. Stefan, you could just oh, you want just buy dig the through Pan-Asian the games? What would you say, Johnny? I said, oh, you want to buy Pan-Asian games? There's $3,000 at least. Those are real yeah, games. Those those sad. are not even borderline I'm not, anything. I'm not, I don't say they're borderline. I'm just saying you want to buy Pan-Asian games? I don't. I don't. That's another thing I'm looking for this year. So I, I, I am missing <laughs> basically every semi-big heavy hitter on NES, and I would not mind knocking off any one of the Panesians or Cheetahmen 2 or Myriad 6 and 1. You know, you could just, uh, there's this sweet combo card I've seen of all the all three. It's got Bubble Bath Babes, Hot Slots on there. Yeah. It, you can get all three of them. Just knock it out for $50. Yeah, just pretend it's homebrew. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah. Johnny, you can call it homebrew, right? You wanna start a fight <laughs> yeah. with me? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a homebrew, <sighs> right? I, I'm sorry, it's a hack. Stop it. I guess technically it is a hack. It still doesn't count. Yeah, see, now you want to argue with yourself. You're ridiculous. Well, it doesn't matter. Hacks, bootlegs, it's all bullshit. doesn't count for anything. If you don't own the IP, you can't sell something. That's just arts and crafts. See where you are now? This is what I've done. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) Okay, so uh, any other general tips that you want to share with the people as we, we go into this new year? Um, you mentioned that you don't have to really make a list. I would say that it's, that's pretty darn helpful. Um, even just to keep yourself from, uh, buying things more than once. I know when I was doing super, I didn't track my list very well. And I think one, I don't even remember what game it was, but at one game I ended up buying four or five times. Uh, so lists do help you track what you have purchased. And that no, is No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying never make a list. I'm just saying get some direction. You don't necessarily have to make a list like to know that, oh, I want to collect super to to start going on that or I'm only buying good stuff. Yeah, have a list. Track your collection. You should do those things. What I'm saying is like, you don't have to go crazy, make a full set list and be like, this is everything I'm doing. Because some people find lists very daunting and the art of making them. The other thing is there's already pre-made lists out there. So get go get someone else's list. Tyler said, make your own list because all the ones on the internet are right. But, and or aren't right. But the the thing about those lists, at least they're a starting point. My my thing is like you don't have to you don't have to go insane and like make a list of all the games you already own and have a de- database and have everything know everything up to to get to where you feel like you're collecting. That's what we already have. So that's more of what I meant on on like lists. Got it. Not that you know I love lists. You think I'm really gonna tell people <laughs> like please don't ever have a list. I have so many lists. I love them. I just yelled at you guys for making your own dumb bad lists. Start early. Be like Johnny. It would be so cool if you're like just getting into collecting and you could like write down how much you paid for every game and when you got it. Like, I wish I did all that. 
That's cool. I did that. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I have we, no idea. I, I kind of wanted to, I, I know we didn't have enough time to prep it, but I wanted to, uh, and some stuff happened with my database where like my computer died and I have to like recreate some of that information. But I, I do like to go through each year and count how many games we bought and then um, how much I spent to embarrass myself and also shame myself into not doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I actively do not track uh, what I spend on purpose. Like per game, because it just makes me sad. I yep. think I was just I can, listening to the I, show. I don't think I was on the show yet. So maybe it was two years ago, but you were like, this is a little skewed. Because, you know, I bought like the entire PSP set in one go or something like that, or like all these Vita games. I, I remember yeah. thinking it was hilarious what you were saying. Yeah, I, I did. I was like, well, because it was like, how many games did you buy this year? No, I bought, it wasn't just the Vita games. I bought like 500 Wii games in one year. Five or six hundred Wii games. So I was doing the Wii set. So I was like, uh, this is going to look really bad when I say how many games I've bought when I'm averaging like four games a day or something stupid. Yeah. Since I, uh, I, I, I've, it's no secret that I've collected pretty hard from when I decided to, to collect officially, uh, when Heather got sick. So, but it's been, uh, it's been three years and I think I'm averaging like just, uh, under five games a day. That's gross. <laughs> I can check. Yeah, that's I'm a, checking right now. Check. Because I got my right, version yeah. history. I have 6,966 games. That's up from 5,909 games. So whatever the math is there. About 1,000, right? So you bought about that's a lot of games. Three but a lot of that's games. just like yeah. card-only bullshit that I just have. Yeah, but that's like three games a day. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I can't imagine telling my childhood self that you're going to get Three video games a day. <laughs> right? I want to send that all sounds... this shit back in time. It is ridiculous how much I've played Fighting Masters on the Sega Genesis. And now I just look around my room and I'm like, I could play any game that's ever been made between like 1977 and 2000. Yeah. It, my childhood me, I'm like, I got four video games this year. I mean, I traded for a bunch, so I played a bunch and I borrowed a lot. But really, I only bought, like, I was only given four games this year. And I don't know if I'll ever get another one because that's what life looks like. Now I'm like, they're like four a day. That's cool. <laughs> I Like if, if childhood me fucking heard that, he would probably just cry with joy knowing that that was the future. <laughs> and then he would weep when I told him, you will never have time to play them. <laughs> You'll never, right. ever have time to play them. And by the way. FYI, you're still playing Final Fantasy One, okay? Sorry. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. still playing this. You're still playing the same ten <laughs> games on Super yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, you still like them. They're still good. There's a bunch of other stuff you beat, but yeah, you, know, you go back to these. They're like comfort food. Yeah. Whatever. Child me would be so thrilled. I'd be like, Hey, kid, here's an NES. Here's a Game Boy. Here's all the things you really wanted that your parents took away from you. Well, I'm saying, yeah, like childhood me would be thrilled with that, but then the the reality of that game collection is just yeah. like sadder to childhood me who did not think ever think about collecting games he was just like i just want to be able to play them yeah. you don't understand i traded every single game i ever had the only one i refused to trade was uh, well i traded zelda one time and then i traded some other kid for one so i like always kept my zelda and i kept my final fantasy everything else i had was always up for trade and I was always trading like sometimes two for one or I'd get two for ones so I was constantly trading kids with kids so I could play every game possible that was a thing I did like hardcore but like I didn't even matter if the game was good or bad it wasn't about qual quality it was about quantity I wanted to play and beat every game I could find mm-hmm
I was growing up around the time that, like, Flash games became a thing, so whenever I got bored, it's like, oh, there's this Wild West where there's just infinite amounts of games that weird people are making. So that was pretty good for me. Yeah. Yep, there was no computers, there was nothing. There was there was consoles, and there was Channel 3 or 4, depending on which side that f- switch channel was on. Channel 4, what's up? What's up, my Channel 4 peeps? Channel, th- channel 3 always. Yep. Because Channel 3 wasn't a real station in L.A., and Channel 4 is... Uh, NBC, so you don't mess with Channel 4. My TV just didn't have Channel 3 programmed in it, so I thought that I couldn't be on Channel 3. Anyway, what are we talking about, Johnny? (laughs) Yeah, we're just... Oh, screw natural conversation. I I don't know where we're supposed to be, though. No, we're 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 at the end of of goals. No, listen. We're at the end of goals, and now we're transitioning into conventions. Wait, no, also, use auction snipers. There's so many people who... it's. It's 2019, people. That's something you say every year, regardless of the year. People still complain about auction snipers. Like, what are you doing? Just go on Gixon.com. It's free. It's been around for over 10 years. They're not... You don't even need to put your eBay credentials into the site anymore. They use the eBay API. So you log in through eBay. This is like a legit service now. And you just snipe auctions at the last six seconds. Oh, really? I didn't even actually... Didn't know about this. Yeah, I just do that I always... Yeah, I do it oh by hand, too. Oh, my God, you people. Yeah, you could, like, load Always. up. You could put groups. You could be like, oh, man, I really want a copy of Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, there's 11 auctions? I will snipe $11 on all of them, and it will stop once I hit one of them. It's the best. Uh, honestly, I like right. I like the rush. <laughs> I, right. I like that. I like staring at that last 10 seconds. What if your oh, internet connection in goes minutes. Oh, it's happened. I've, I've <laughs> failed. Dixon has mirrored. It's got two servers right. that'll snipe from both. Yep, part of All right. part of rolling the dice, part of the adventure, Tyler. All right. Yep, that's part of the high. That's right. So, uh, all right. Now let, let's talk about conventions because we were we were all at conventions. Uh, Stefan and I were at the same one, but you were at Magfest. So give us a convention rundown real quick because we're at an hour and five minutes, and I don't want to drag this out to two hours. Uh, plus, you should go to bed at some point, Tyler. It's very late. All right, so we're gonna drag so this out give to us two a hours. Uh, it's two a.m. my Excellent. time. In case anyone's wondering what real late is. <laughs> um, uh, so Magfest, like maybe my ninth year at Magfest, the first year where I felt really old at Magfest. So I'm not old; I'm 29, I think. But spiritually, your spirit animal is like a 58 year old man <laughs> well, who is angry about kids on your lawn. That, I, I said 58; I meant that's 16, not even sorry. it. So Magfest, it's the music and gaming festival. It is supposed to; it's very, very focused on music. Uh, so there's like a concert that's just basically oh there's concerts tons of concerts that are just going all over the place and then there's games to play there's an arcade there's consoles to play there's tons of tournaments for everything and then it's like over the years it's just kind of just become anime everything because that's what every convention is and it's like i'm fine like whatever guys you want to have like furry parties and anime like that's awesome i love seeing all that cosplay and stuff but like that's Oh, it's like 50% of the convention is just that now, and it's getting less games every year. The vendor hall used to be like half games, and now there's like four of the same dudes selling video games. It was my first year I didn't buy a single video game. You didn't buy one game? Not one video game at a video game convention. Do you think And they that's... even had Atari games. Ew, you didn't even take advantage of like the dollar bucket? I'm pretty sure I had them all. I mean, that, that that's part of it is Portland. that I have it all, and like they just have bullshit. 
like one of the people that comes is Video Games New York. And if you live in New York, you know that they're garbage and everything there's overpriced. And the second is like an import guy that brings in like all the super common imports like Mega Man, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy and marks them up by like 300% because people don't know fucking anything better. They're just like, oh shit, Chrono Trigger complete for $40. Yeah. And, you're like, you and he's got like 30 okay. copies of it under his table. Um <laughs> I was just gonna say it's a different scale, but I mean that we we suffer from that too. I mean we have more vendors, but it's still all the same people. I mean Johnny and I, and any given show in Southern California, probably know eighty percent of the vendors. Yeah, and I mean maybe even more since I've done like this show. I, I knew pretty much yeah, all almost the vendors. Everyone. Yeah, uh, almost like, everyone. There's maybe like two or three guys I didn't know, and I was like, oh, who are you guys? Um, but I went up and introduced myself, so now I know them. I mean, it's not like Portland. It's, I can't even give a size reference, like maybe a quarter of the size and say 85% of that is anime knickknacks and like leather outfitters and stuff like that. That's just like generic convention crap. But yeah, I don't know. Disappointing game things. And then the reason I felt old. So there, there were two things that really stuck out to me. Uh, so I was at a Bit Brigade concert. They played music over NES games while they're speedrunning it at the same time. So they did Mega Man 2, um, and I've seen them do this exact game at MAGFest before. Everyone loves Mega Man 2. And so they got to the final Wily Castle, where there's like that skull at the end for the boss rush, and yeah. then they beat the boss rush, and the second skull drew, and like a quarter of the audience like flipped out. They're like, oh shit, there's a secret level! It's like, holy shit, this is Mega Man 2, you fucking kids. So that was one That was one thing. I told like, you your spirit fuck, animal was a 68-year-old man. Tyler, you are ancient. I, <laughs> it's, it, MAGFest is like a party for underage drinking. That, that's like the age level. It's like college kids and people who are like trying to be college kids is really the age level. Then the second thing is, so MAGFest is my favorite place every year to play Quake. Because uh, you can't play Quake online because everyone playing Quake online is fucking ridiculous. And you can't play Quake with friends, because if you're better than the friend your friends, then sometimes they think that that's not fun. But at MAGFest, everyone's a gamer. Everyone's, like, pretty good at games. So everyone's at, like, it's, like, really good level to just play Quake with a bunch of people who want to have fun. So, I like, I was sitting there for a while, but, oh, my God, there's, like, three people that walk by, and they're like, oh, shit, it's the original Doom! And that, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's the world that you live in. Stuff. T- so, Tyler, do you do you even like this show? Yeah, it doesn't sound like, like you like it. This well, is not a positive like, review. Like before you went, okay. you were like, "Oh my god, I have to go to Magfest." Uh, and then like after you've gone, you're like, "Oh, this is the worst." Like at what point did you have fun? <laughs> Please explain the fun. I, don't, I you know, I played some some games, I played some pinball. At first year, I didn't participate in the pinball tournament. I don't know if I'm going back to Magfest, guys. <laughs> there's like, hey, I, hey, that there's makes room for, me to for buy. Retro City Fest next year. Yeah. Well, I can't go to that end like, Portland, but like, I don't know. It's just, I- I'm getting out of touch with MAGFest. It- it's, you know, it's also because I've been there and it's kind of like the same bullshit over and over every year. Like if you go to the same convention 10 times in a row, how much can you really see? That's true. Yeah. I, especially if they're reducing the amount of video game vendors, that makes it hard. I mean, that's really not the, the point of MAGFest. It was never really the best marketplace in the world, but I have bought a lot there. Did I buy Snatcher there? Like, I don't know. Like I bought some good stuff there. So I, I think... The one convention I haven't been to that I really want to go to is the Midwestern Classic. Oh, that would be a great place to meet. Because I know that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe maybe we should shoot for that. Like, maybe we'll we'll try and convene. That's like in the middle for both of us. All right. I'm down yeah, with that. Try. All right. I'll have to see what the situation with, with the baby and everything, but maybe yeah. I can squeeze two days and out. And we're going to have our panel because 
It does at a convention. It doesn't take shit to have a panel. You don't have to be prepared. You just show up drunk and just start chatting, and then you're like, "All right, Q and A time." I don't know, and that's a panel. So we can just do that. Let's have a panel. Are, are, are okay. we big enough to have like live podcast panels yet? Can we do that? Um, I mean, there's like that's a thing. Uh, not yeah, they they had panels. live podcasts at the convention we were at just at at Retro City Fest. I mean, it wasn't ours. It was uh, a guy. Um, what's his name? The guy from Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, those guys in the corner. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, they, gonna be real have, embarrassing how few people show up, though. It's gonna turn into just like a little powwow yeah, with like three guys. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Three guys. Yeah, it's like, oh, you guys want to be on the show? I mean, you're the only guys here. Yeah, well, I mean that's fine. I, I'm down for that. But even if not, we should just see see what kind of hotels are and when that's coming up. That comes up in the summer, right? Sure. Why not? Okay. I mean, I don't remember when it is, but I, uh-huh. I wanted to go. So, anyways, we'll we'll shoot for that. So, um, anything else you want to say about Magfest besides you don't think you're going to go again? Uh, it's the worst. I, mean, I and really you hate it. I don't know. The uh, how long is your festival or your convention? Was it three days? Two days. Two. Two, Two days. days. Okay. And that was Magfest... ret- Retro City Fest. Yeah, Magfest is four days. So I showed up Thursday at like like late, like six maybe, and then fr- by Friday. I just, I slept the whole day. Like, I, I can't do conventions anymore. Like, I woke up Friday at, like, 2 p.m., and I'm just like, I'm not going down to MAGFest. Are you fucking kidding me? And I just stayed in my hotel room the entire day Friday, and then I went again on Saturday and Sunday. Did Ada go with you? No. Oh. So I was, was just, just alone worried. in my hotel room all day. It was real sad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I just, that I was sad. Way was like, dude, I went to half a day of a year old man. <laughs> Did you have soup for dinner? <laughs> Dude, Tell me you had I was living dinner. off like granola re- and whatever I brought with me in my bag. And did then- you remember your polydent? <laughs> <laughs> That's a teeth sticker honor for you kids who don't know. <laughs> oh, I know. I use it. <sighs> Fix it and, and forget it, guys. Don't worry about it. Anyways, uh, let's let's talk about Retro City Fest, Stefan. First off, for you guys that don't know, Retro City Fest is a convention down in Los Angeles. Uh, hosted by our friend Steve Torres and has lots of local guys. And for Stefan and I, it's like an easy win because a bunch of our friends are there and it's down the street. I mean, it's not down the street. It's like an hour and 20 minute drive. It's like seven, five miles away. So every deal we get is a friend deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know a lot of people for me. I mean, the convention could be dreadful, terrible, and I would still probably have a great time because I'm just hanging out with my pals. Like all of my friends go, all the guys I know in the local community that I like are, are down there, so it's not real hard for me to have a good time. But objectively, uh, let's let's talk about it, Stefan. What do you think of the convention this year? I mean, you only um, got one day. Yeah, I, I did go one day. I couldn't go the second, but uh, I mean, like you said, I, I half the half the enjoyment for me is that every third person I see is someone I know, and that's that's super cool. But, uh, yeah, they had a huge arcade selection, which was great. I didn't spend a whole ton of time there. What I did uh, really enjoy that I that I saw was uh, the uh, museum piece that they, or the, the museum setup they had. They had a ton of retro, you know, rare, really rare retro pieces, dev kits and, and uh, uh, Ninten- uh, Nintendo World Championship displays and, and signs and, and consoles that you rarely see. Like and, a really big just, Nintendo World Championships yeah, display. Yeah. Like no one puts up tons a display like that to stadium events for some reason. But like all like yeah. the badges and just everything with it. Yeah, yeah. shout out to our buddy uh, Sean Fontenant that put most of that uh, up. 
uh, he uh, he really helped out Steve with this display this year, and 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 other people too. But I know he 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 spearheaded that display. So uh, so that was he did a really great job, and it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, if you guys saw the one in Portland, like this one was like, I mean, there was just there was cabinets full of like good stuff. Like here's the Nintendo World Championship cabinet, but there was this like centerpiece display, and it was like almost like a lived-in looking museum, like piece. So. It was really yeah, it cool. Was, it, it was like flowing and and interesting looking. You got to like walk around it and see generation to generation console. And maybe it wasn't like, uh, you know, a prototype or something. But they had like a snatcher sitting there and stuff like an expensive game next to the Sega CD. It was just a lot of cool stuff. I liked it a lot. Yeah, Portland's display I think did uh did a little bit more storytelling. Like they were really trying to like show that. For that that particular display, it was like showing the history of Nintendo and really like telling that story. Where this was a little bit more of just like, look at all this crazy stuff you've never seen before. But it was still like, it was it was awesome. Well, it was like a weird. It was you know it was more like a collage. It was a collage yeah. to yeah, 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 retro yeah, yeah. gaming, and I, I thought it was awesome. Like you know when you see people do like those drawn pictures of like what retro gaming is like, you see like a NES controller over here and like a Super Nintendo, and they like makes a design. That's kind of what it was like, but it was one big piece, and I like that a, a good deal. Yep. So you, what were you going to ask, Tyler? Uh, so is Sorn on Nintendo Age the guy that put that together, the NWC case? Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not okay. Sure. I was joking with him because uh, Wada Games at Portland had six NWCs, and that display case had three in there. And I was like, "Oh, this display case sucks. It only has three NWC carts in it." And he's like, "Oh, I could have got more than six carts. We weren't trying to get as many carts as possible. We just wanted to show the full history." I'm like, "Oh God." <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Also, Wada Games was there, and like aside from just the museum pieces, like Wada brings like some of their stuff that just got graded. And people grade some crazy stuff. Like, it's not all just NWCs. They had some, like, really interesting mix of stuff that had been graded in their case. And that was awesome. And just reconfirmed with Dennis. And he is going to come on the show. Um, we're going to do two episodes with him um, over the course of the year. We'll do the Super NES Man episode where he talks about Nintendo memorabilia. Because aside from just running, you know, WADA and, you know, being a part of that, he has this amazing collection of memorabilia which will be its own separate conversation. Then we'll talk about WADA and what that's about. And that's a video game grading service. So that's something that's coming in the future. I actually uh, graded a bunch of stuff at the show. Like six six things? Five or six things? Nice. That's a bunch. Yeah. What'd you get graded? Uh, I think the coolest thing I got graded was I had a, a sealed uh, long box Discworld that was one of the games that was found with the Nintendo PlayStation prototype. I, I bought it from that that father-son duo whose name uh, escapes me right now but uh, but yeah it was a it was a game that was a sealed game that was that was found with the Nintendo PlayStation prototype so that was pretty cool um, and then just some some of my like really high-end stuff that I also wouldn't ever play like stadium events and um, the competition carts and the max cart and all the like super high-end stuff that's that's what I got created cool nice so um what else but uh so we talked about the museum uh what else did you like from the convention stefan uh i i always like competitive tetris freaks me the hell out and so they had a big tetris tournament no there. no no let's say it right it was the tetris world championship which is a thing 
because uh, it's been other places before, but they brought the Tetris World Championship here to Retro City Fest. So Wait, go what on. What the hell was that Portland? And, oh, there's multiple Tetris World Championship events. Yeah, they do like quali- well, they do they yeah. do like qualifiers and stuff like but that. But this was the World Championship. Yeah, and so watching that stuff, you know, they had it broadcast on on a, a big screen, and watching two people go head to head at a at a like internationally competitive level in Tetris is just mesmerizing. I could watch that for hours and I did. Uh, so, so that was, that was really, really cool. They did a really good job this year of, and this is actually the best I've seen any, any convention do of displaying that because they had, you know, not just like one, one like giant, um, screen with it on it, they had multiple screens like around the convention hall where you could see it. It was they did a really good job on the audiovisual stuff for for this year. So shout out to them for that. That was it was really good. Yeah, yeah. And then just like if you've if you've never watched a Tetris challenge, like it's one thing to watch people play Tetris, but this card is like specifically di- designed for people to compete, and it's crazy looking. It, it's really good. And the, it's the NES yeah, Tetris think, uh, they're playing, though, right? And I think the guy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. it is. And and I know one of the guys that competed, and again, I'm sorry for not knowing his name, but one of the guys that that was competing that weekend was also the guy that uh, designed that cart. Yep. Yeah, he, and he did not win. Uh, he's like a great Tetris player, but he didn't. He he wasn't in the finals. So and I there's like an underdog kid, like a really young guy that everyone's rooting for. He won. Right? No, he won. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he won. He's uh, yeah, I forget his name, but he was generally con. Considered number one, and yeah, it, it showed he he won. I'm not gonna say easily, but like if you watch, like he was out, he'd already lost, uh, and the other guy was still playing, but his score was still higher. So when the guy eventually lost, like a minute later, his score still didn't beat this kid. So like it was weird to see him already have like the game over screen, but still win. So that was like something I had to adjust to because I was like, wait, what's going on? Because I had never really involved feel- myself with competitive Tetris before this. I feel like Tetris, because it's so reaction-dependent, I feel like that is a game that you do kind of age out of and you know, as you slow down getting oh, older. Yeah. Like, I was at Portland standing in line for food, and I was listening to, to two competitive Tetris players talking about it. And and this uh, he he was probably in his like late forties, but this this guy was talking about how he has slowed down and that you know he is probably going to retire from Tetris because uh, he just doesn't have the reaction time anymore. Which well, I mean, look weird. at like competitive Counter Strike or StarCraft or Dota. Like those, the people in those teams are like early twenties. Like that's yeah. where you have it. And even in like pinball, like p- pinball's always been like this old man sport. But now that these people have kids and like their thirteen, twelve year old kids are playing, it's like shit, they're amazing. Uh, yeah. So eventually, like I feel like all these like competitive games that are kind of niche or, or niche, they're just gonna kind of get dominated by you know teenagers and people in the early twenties. Just like every other competitive game. Yeah, Tetris World Championship was cool. They had other uh, competitive stuff, uh, like the Street Fighter tournaments. They, they had a, a bunch of tournaments going on, all displayed pretty well on these screens. So that was cool. What else you got from that, Stefan, that you want to talk about? I, th- I mean, that, that was... Those were your key takeaways? They, they, yeah, those are my key takeaways. They had a... The, you know, Steve always does a really good job of lining up uh, bands. There was a, tons and tons of live music pretty much all day long. Um, and, and 
most if not all of them were video game cover bands so uh so there was there was some some great music going on all, all weekend too. and if you care about beer there was beer available in the hall so people were walking around and you could have a drink if you wanted and there was also yeah, other drinks. no alcohol allowed in the actual show yep this was that's not true here so <laughs> you could do that it was uh it wasn't too hot or anything so that's nice because a lot problem with the summers in la and these convention halls can get pretty hot so it's like a rainy afternoon in Southern California, so it was a good time to be inside playing video games. Arcade thing was cool. Uh, the vendors were okay. Like We know all those guys, and I don't want to say anything bad about the vendors. Uh, part of it is my bias that I don't really need too much stuff right now. So while I did get some cool stuff, there wasn't like a lot for me to buy, but that's nothing about those vendors specifically. But I will say there was nothing like so super high-end, like blow your mind, like walk by this booth. Like, oh my God, they've got this thing. There, there wasn't any of that. There wasn't, like, the guy who had, like, an NWC for sale or anything. Like, you didn't see that. Right. Um, so, yeah. that was a little different, like, if you're trying to compare it to Portland. Uh, but the size was pretty good, I thought. Like, the overall hall size is pretty good. Not not yeah. as big as Portland, was, but pretty big, right? Right. I was going to say, like, like, and it was a good balance between number of attendees, which I don't know what the numbers were, but numbers of attendees versus the physical space so that I, I didn't feel like I acknowledged that there were there were people there, like a, a, a good size uh, um, amount of people attending. But I didn't feel like we were packed in, like there was plenty of 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 birth around me as I was walking around so that it, w- it didn't feel cramped or claustrophobic. No, it, it was still like, but I don't know if that's a knock. Like maybe, maybe there should have, no, it's no not. I see. Yeah, I yeah. feel like maybe it could be like, maybe there should, mm. should have been like a little more people in there. And I'm not sure because the other thing is the hall is like stretched and, and it was like not so right. tightly packed. Like the booths weren't that tightly packed. So you had, you had, elbow room right and because of that and because of the space like it maybe made it seem like there was less people at at times than there was but uh i don't i don't know what that i I think foot traffic probably still needs to go up there uh and i'm i'm wondering and you know just there's there's still two competing um conventions out in southern california the next one's coming up here and that's gonna like mainly focus on youtubers which is gonna be a lot more casual people so i i don't know what the right mix is i was like this was definitely you people kind of in feel like an oh, old man there. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go for one day. I'm not vending. Uh, this one, you know, I had a booth at and everything. I'm not gonna vend at that one, but I'm just gonna go and walk around and kind of see what the vibe is because this one didn't have like any YouTube personalities. This had like people who actually play games or helped design. The people who did it were like people actually involved in games, not personalities who you know uh, basically go on YouTube and talk about games. These are people who actually have made or done something, you know, and that, and so that was, it's an interesting like dichotomy. So I'm curious to see how that goes. Right. And I was talking to Eric about that too. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I would guess that the people who are there to see YouTubers aren't necessarily the same audience that are buying a lot of games. So while, while they, there might be a higher, like, number of sales at the door i don't know that like i think this might have been a better show for you to be a vendor at yeah i i don't know i i think that show will be definitely a better show to be a vendor at if you've got a bunch of mario brothers and zeldas right sure, um but yeah. if you've got like weird stuff then definitely not but that's probably most shows because a lot of it is still like there's still some casual drive in all the shows anyways i'm curious to see how they both go but uh, overall on that show i had a really good time it was great to hang out with you and eric our friend excite by games 
or Excite by Comics and Games because he changed his name to make it harder. So shout out to you, Eric. <laughs> um, no, it's to display because he's doing a lot of comic book stuff and he always has. And we'll, in fact, have him back to – I'm going to have him on one of our special collector's edition episodes where where he teaches us about comic book collecting because that's a crazy world. Uh, that'll that's, be uh, – That's at Excite by Action Comics and Games. Yep. So – uh, that's no, a thing. No, not even nope. responding. All right, that's fine. Nope, I'll gonna, cut that. Yep. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna move on past you. Anyways, so good convention overall. Had a lot of fun. I bought some stuff. I made some money. So you've got very few complaints. I, I thought it was like well organized, well run. You know, I don't have a problem with any of the people or anything. It was, you know, it was a good time. We had a good time. I made thirty dollars and I spent like a thousand, so that that's good. Nice. So that's a thousand dollars in two days, and he's like, "Oh God, five thousand dollars for the Saturn <laughs> set." So it's gonna be done by the end of the week. Yeah. Okay. 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 That, that's not fair. So, the, uh, very brief segue. So uh, this last week was a high spend week because there was a vendor who was moving across the country uh, that had a bunch of stuff that I needed, and so I was able to get. Uh, it was literally like, okay, I have to buy this now or I'm not going to have this opportunity because he's moving across the country. Um, so I was able to get a significant amount of stuff that he needed for uh, a lot less than I would normally have to pay for it. But there was still a lot of stuff. So that's how I ended up, you know, this was because, a, a heavy week yeah, for me because of that. Because he's unable to ship things. He The mail doesn't exist. Well, he just, he, he wanted to fire uh, sales stuff. I'm just, I'm yeah, just no, teasing. This brings up another good tip for, uh, for our audience. So if something is available now, you should always panic buy it and assume it'll never be up for <laughs> sale again because games are only ever for sale once. <sighs> it was still a good, de- I, I stand by my actions. It was an opportunistic buy because the price was right because he didn't want to take them with him. That's how you should. Have I would have bought it, it too. But I'm just. St- everyone always up. says like, don't yeah. don't overspend on a game just because you know it's there. That's true. I didn't overspend. I just bought a lot of them simultaneously. Anyways, let's. Well, uh, so since you've brought us to that part of the show, let's flip over uh, quickly, gentlemen. Stefan, what are you buying? What do you what What are you playing? Uh, so I bought probably forty or fifty Saturn games, uh, about seventy five Dreamcast games. And maybe six uh, Odyssey two games. Nice. That's uh, cool. That's what now I bought. give us the two highlights. What was the highlight Dreamcast game and the highlight uh, Saturn game? And oh, highlight Saturn, games. highlight Saturn game was probably Mega Man eight uh, that still had the registration card attached to the book, which you don't often find. Uh, really? People sent those the, in. What'd you get for them? I'm uh, sorry, Johnny's I don't know, like, oh, I just need to end the show. I've I found I just keep finding them torn out of the back, and oh, that's wow. how I I I was. I always pass on them. Uh, and then the highlight Dreamcast game, Johnny, was probably the one I got from you, the uh, clean cover uh, Speed Devils. Yay! That was a, that was a great game, and uh, and I appreciate the, the deal. You are welcome, sir. Praise the Lord. So, yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know this story, let me tell you about how I was pretty excited to find a really good deal on a clean cover Speed Devils for the Dreamcast. I was like, all right. Finally, there's a good price, and I'm going to buy it. I'm just going to do it. Like It's like the last variant I need for Dreamcast. I'm just going to bite the bullet. Buy. Pretty excited about the price. I'm like, all right, I get it, and my friend is over, and I'm showing him his way. He's a, not a collector, but he likes video games. So I'm, I'm telling him as my buddy Greg. I'm like, all right, Greg, check this out. He's like, oh, well, what, what's the regular cover look like? I'm like, well, let me show you. And I go to reach to my shelf and grab it, and I'm like, oh, there's two Speed Devils <laughs> sitting here. 
that's weird. Why is there two speed devils sitting right here? And I like take them out and I'm like, oh, there's a clean cover here as well. When did I buy this? Oh, I bought it. Uh, I went back and like told you my, my database is kind of messed up right now. So it's not the easiest thing to check. So I, I rooted through it. I'm like 2011. I paid $20 for it and I put its value at $40. And I, so I thought I got a really good deal back then. I'm like, this thing sells for like 40. I bought it for 20. That's right where I want to be in life. Yes. Did it. And I'm like, Oh, now I have this extra one. And, but I was going to convention. I'm like, I'm going to have no problem moving this. There's like, I know five people who want to buy it. And then Stefan's like, I kind of want that one. So that's, that's what happened. So even, even I make mistakes, even with all my stupid lists and, uh, that's embarrassing, but I did it. For informational purposes, uh, the clean cover of Speed Devils is a uh, variant where it does not display the head of the devil on it. Yes, it's from just, Walmart. just the text. Yes. yes, it's from Walmart, and it is just a sticker. It's actually a full-size sticker that fits over the cover. And if you look, you can kind of see where the sticker doesn't quite align with the cover of the manual. So that devil head is still down there. It's just underneath a sticker. It's also still on the disc. Yeah. If you open yes. It. It's the only thing. They literally, it's this exact same game. They just put a sticker on top. Okay. Uh, Stefan, you get anything else that was cool? Uh, what have I been playing? Oh, oh yeah. You, you would, at the top of the show, you wanted to, to talk about what, uh, what games we'd beaten already yep. in, uh, in 2019. And mine was actually, so, uh, over the actual New Year, from New Year's Eve to New Year's, uh, Heather was working and Piper was sick, so I didn't do, uh, I didn't go out. So I streamed. Uh, if you're Facebook friends of mine, I streamed uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past on uh, on Super Nintendo on Facebook, and uh, and I beat it. So in the wee hours of 2019, uh, the Link to the Past was my uh, first game that I beat of 2019. Yeah, it's a good one. So there you go. Yeah. All right, and you got a cool Star Fox box from Albert. That's Retro Nintendo, so that was cool of Albert. Yeah, that was good. Oh, I also got a a really awesome Super Famicom uh, Lost Vikings with the cutest cover I've ever seen in my life, and I put a picture on Instagram, so you should go look. At and that. I immediately trolled him. That, you did. That's the first thing I did, because uh, that's me. All right, uh, Tyler, that's sad. I was like hoping to hear about all of your sweet convention buys, but that sounds like a sad story now. Um, so what did did you get to buy anything in these last two weeks? Well, I mean, I bought Donkey Kong Country competition like I didn't have it yet. Now I have it. That's nice. cool. That Woo! is cool. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's a great buy. And then really uh, the one other thing I bought during an eBay sale was Mario Lemieux Big Box. There was finally one for sale that was in nice condition that wasn't like $300. So nice. Yeah. With, is the is the puck signed or not signed? Because you sure need that it's variant not signed. Too. <laughs> well, I think they all have a fake signature on them, right? Yeah, yeah they, they all do. have a fake Correct. signature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be too worried. I'd be like, no, dude, someone just found Mario Lemieux and they just got him to sign it, even if How it was a legit that, signature. Who's why is that even different? It, Mario, yeah, it like, like, we're, like ar- we're altering the artifact. I don't. That's no, it, it's got no, Mario it. Lemieux's signature on it. Okay. That's not. I would also. I would also uh, say that that would that would work for me. Oh I, I would God, check it off the people. list. I would check it off the list. <laughs> I mean, how would I? The problem is, like, is, is it, it on the list? <laughs> no, like, how would you? How would you know? Like, it was different. That, that's my thing. Like, unless you actually have seen a real autograph version, which uh, someone was kind enough to send me a picture of a couple months ago when we talked about it last. Like, you gotta like you'd have to compare the real version to see if yeah. that like yeah we and need like would, legit not just autograph historians to track his signature through the decades and if you guys yeah. listen to the harry potter episode you know that shit changes which is weird to think that about. shit does change so yep. um yeah 
So that's a thing that could happen. Anyways, uh, those are two cool things you bought. Did you get anything else? No, that's kind of it. I meant to buy another game at MAGFest. There's this homebrew, quote-unquote, version of Scramble. K-Hand Games, you don't own the IP to Scramble, even if you did program it from scratch. Uh, but I did want to get it, because at MAGFest, I learned that Konami made their own version of Scramble in 2002. And I got really excited about that, because I had no idea that Konami had their own kind of like weird, fake, Chinese-developed versions of Scramble and Time Pilot made for the NES. And now I really want to play those. Uh that's another story, though, because I didn't actually buy it. What did I play? Uh, I played... Well, you know, Stefan, you were talking about the first game you beat this year was Link to the Past. Guys, the first game that I beat in 2019 was Ninja Gaiden 3, Ooh. followed by Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> what a shocker, wow. right? Woo! And then uh, I played a bunch of Quake. I played uh, at MAGFest also a Battle Garega. They MAGFest Arcade kind of balls the one thing that's really good there is the candy cabinets they have a ton of them they're all in really nice shape and they usually have a lot of expensive shooters and fighting games in them uh they had three battle garega cabinets this year so i played a bunch of that that game is sweet uh i i don't know how to describe shooters i could tell you exactly what i like in a first person shooter you know i like objective based things semi-open levels things like that in a shooter it's just like you know i play arrow flash and i'm like this game sucks this game's boring i play battle garega it's like man the bullets are these tiny little silver things you could barely see this is freaking awesome so i don't know if either of you guys have played that but it's a real cool game nope i haven't played that one and then uh the one other game i beat was what remains of edith finch which is a walking simulator where you walk around and a little girl narrates to you it is basically exactly the same thing as gone home or dear esther except you're walking around a house and then you kind of relive through flashbacks all these people who mysteriously died in your family and you kind of fill out your family tree and then at the end it gets to you and then there's no resolution and it's like oh you know all these people mysteriously died it's like Hmm. i I was on board until you said that part yeah it sounds (laughs) awful You just uh, you're just a downer this this week. No, I I don't like narrative based game. Like I mean, they're fine. It was a fine thing. It's not like it wouldn't have been better as a movie because you kind of relive all these deaths in first person. Uh, like you'll be a, a kid on a swing and the swing like flies off the tree and you fall off a cliff. Like stuff like that is how the game works. Uh, but then like nothing happens at the end, and at, this has like overwhelmingly glowingly positive reviews. People are like, "Oh, I cried. Oh, this is the most beautiful games are art." Ah. And I just don't get any of that. So, because I am a cold-hearted old man, I don't understand these games. So, And also a bit of a robot. Bit of a robot, yes. Did it get to their 85-year-old grandma and their name was Tyler? (laughs) No, it was was Edith. Come on, didn't... Edith Finch, Jesus. Well, that's uh, very sad. Sorry, Tyler. Sorry you don't love games. It was fine. I'm I'm being too down on it, but, you know, people, you guys are crazy. Just because a game doesn't have gameplay doesn't immediately make it amazing. That's rare. Although, I did really like Detroit, which is kind of a walking simulator. Meh. All right. I'm going to take you away from None of us have an opinion on that Yeah, like, meh. Sorry. Too new. Moving on. Um, Let's see. What did I buy this year, guys? Did I buy anything good? I bought a box TurboGrafx, so that was cool. Did it have some kind of special sticker? No, it didn't have the Christmas sticker. It was just a good deal. So I bought it. It's a box TurboGrafx. So you already have one? I have a duo. This is like just the straight up turbo graphics, like the original box. So, or not the original, like big box. Actually, a friend offered me the original Jesus. long big box, but it's like 
gigantic. So that was maybe one of the things I considered uh, as we were talking, because I have the baby. I was like, ah, oh, this thing's so big. But this thing was like tiny and I know where I can put it. So I was like, all right, I'll buy it because it's small and I know where it goes already. I already have a spot for it. I bought a bunch of like garbagey PlayStation games. But the cool thing I bought was, um, and I'm going to do a little episode on this, but Capcom has these games. They were variants on the PlayStation and they were all 2D fighters mostly, and they were called Fighter's Edge variants for like Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Collection, things like that. So there was this, they have this variant cover on them. It's like the cover is basically the same. It's just like a like a variant background that says Fighter's Edge on them. And it looks like the part of the cover is torn off and then put over this. Uh, I'll throw a picture up. I, I have them all now. So I found the last two I needed. So that was cool. So that so was now you can tell the world they exist. Uh, well, I think the world knows they exist, but yeah, I wasn't yeah, shouting yeah. about the the two I needed and couldn't find for like a while. And then immediately the two I have not been able to find on eBay for the past three months immediately show up on eBay, one for less than I paid at the convention, because that's how the world works. Um, yep. So I was like, cool, punished. Johnny, this is the first PS1 game you've mentioned in the past month that actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, I'm looking at a picture of it now, and I couldn't find that Grinch that came with the watch. Don't don't talk about the Grinch thing. There's one on eBay right now, and I'm watching it, and you guys can't bid. I'm like so excited that it's there. I'm trying to get cut it it out. No, everyone's gonna know what we talk about. Even no, you can you can tell about it because you're not gonna post until after the auction. You're right. I'm so slow as shit. uh, Yeah. Johnny, I'm I'm just excited that you're finally back to buying games because for a while they were just like, oh hey man, what'd you buy? And you're like, oh I bought this box for like, or like these are like I bought a bunch of turbo boxes. Like you were you were just buying cardboard for a while and it got boring. So I'm glad you're I'm glad that you're I bought some games, actual games, yes, actual things that aren't just cardboard. Oh uh, well, aside from the Fighter's Edge stuff. I probably would have been more excited to find TurboGrafx cardboard. <laughs> like I would have been more. The best part about like, and and here's one of the things I will be doing throughout this year. I'll be buying more manuals, I think, and like, and hopefully more Turbo boxes. And people say that's so boring. Like, why is that? I'm like, because I still love to collect, but space is a thing right now, and I already have a space for those. Like manuals, there's a place for every single one of those manuals. Every time I buy a manual, it already has a home and it takes up no extra room in my house. So that's exciting. And I still get that like same collector's rush. Still get the little dopamine burst when I when I buy one. So anyway. Oh, I have one more I have one more thing that I bought that I was really excited about that I want to talk about. Okay, go ahead. The the uh I, I bought a lot of hats off of uh eBay that were all promotional hats. And uh, and some of these were ones that I just I like literally haven't seen outside the Nintendo Power catalog, like an Illusion of Gaia hat and uh, a Killer Instinct hat. That's a that's a variant from the one that uh, was listed in Nintendo Power, and it's a sample on the inside. So I don't even know if some of these came out. Uh, so those are on my Instagram too. I took a picture of all these hats, so what, I was super stoked Stephen, for my hats. What about Power Fest '94? I, I I bought that separately actually this uh, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So I do I do have that as well. Yeah. Cool oh, man. You bought some so hats. Super about YouTube my hats. segment. Come on. Yeah, but they're really cool hats. They're hats. Cool. I can put them on my head. Oh, and my my power yeah, glove carrying case is cool stuff. too. Yeah. Boo. Uh, hats are dumb. Uh, I don't like hats. So I know you like hats. I'm not. You have a big head and you don't fit. Hats. I actually don't have a very big head. I actually have a relatively small uh, hat size, like seven and a quarter. Huh. So, and it, I'm a five, 
like if my hair is cut short, like really short, then it, it goes down. So yeah, I know I don't have a big head. Sorry, you are incorrect. It just looks bigger because I have nice hair. Yeah. All fluffy. Um, anyways, enough about my hair. Let's, uh, let me tell you what I played. Uh, wait, played Johnny, I Fantasy. just want to mention to Go our ahead. viewers that, yeah. uh, this Grinch, it is not, <laughs> is not only complete with the book, it is sealed. And yes. the title of the auction is just Grinch Sony PlayStation. Doesn't yes. say new, doesn't say sealed, doesn't say book. I know. Uh, and so if Johnny, mi- it's currently at $15. It's already it got two th- high feedback beaters. It, yeah. Things. And I know. And unfortunately, Eric brought it up at the convention, and I think I know who two of those people are, and they are spenders. Uh, so I'm gonna have to fight them. So yeah, it's gonna be. I I might lose it. It You're might be, be so sad if you miss this one. We'll have this is your we'll best have to chance, bring this man. up next week. We need we need to we need an update. We'll on get this a resolution whether week. I yeah. I lost. Like I don't know how much I should spend. Eric told me I should bid three hundred dollars. I don't know if I want to pay three hundred dollars for the fucking Grinch. I paid five hundred dollars um, for Atlantis on Odyssey too. Yeah, because you're a crazy man, and I know, yeah, like, which, by the way, is like one of the last ones I'm missing for that set too. Of course, yep. um, that's why it took Tyler so long to find it. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how much I like. I want to pay like thirty dollars for this, which I know is not realistic. I think if I can get it for under a hundred, I will feel amazing. But I feel like it's going to go from you're getting it for under hundred. Well, like, it's and then sealed. My, my my other thing is. When games like this come up, I don't like to create a frenzy because I don't want to create interest by bidding it up to like three hundred dollars. You know, yeah, that's awful. I, so, I tried to avoid that with Atlantis, and look what I did. Yeah, I know. And so, then no one cared. Actually, today I was looking that up for some reason. That's why it's on my mind. And I found an Atari Age thread. Someone was like, "What the fuck is going on with Atlantis on Odyssey 2? And friend of the show, <laughs> VG Collectaholic, was like, oh, yeah, Tyler mentioned that on Collector's Quest. Don't worry. He's just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good, also, good thought by VG Collectaholic. There are tons of copies of that game that are listed as, like, specifically called out as NTSC on eBay that are not the NTSC release. That really Is Brazil not NTSC? Uh, there's, there's, a, there's like, a, a ton of... Uh, of Italian versions that straight up say right on them, oh, okay. uh, and you, you American and uh, version NTSC. Anyways, no one cares. Said no, Atlantis. Talk about Odyssey games. no on, we're man. trying to. I'm trying to end the show, guys. I'm trying to. You said it wasn't going to go to two hours. We were going to drag this out. I know. 12 minutes. I know. You're trying so hard, and I don't want it to do that. I've got a baby and a wife who need my help. Um, so, I've been playing Final Fantasy. I beat Final Fantasy. That's the game I beat in the new year. Um, if you saw a picture of my setup, it was, I, I rigged my PSP to a little TV that I drag by my couch and then play it because I can play it on my PSP. It's a PSP 2000. So it's got the port where you can connect it to your TV and then, uh, you can display to the TV, even though it's like they window box, the stupid thing. Then you, if you zoom, it still looks fine and you can, you can stretch your zoom and then like play on a reasonable size thing and I so I have it close to the couch because the cord isn't very long and I don't have extenders and that's how I do it so uh, that's what I did they probably window box it to maintain the resolution it's probably a good thing no it's like it's not blo- it's like the TV I'm playing on is not that big so it window boxes anyways on like a small TV it, it's dumb like if it, it's only like a 27 inch TV that I'm playing on so well just play on your PSP screen. No. What the hell gross. is 
Gross. Yuck. I'm, I'm looking at this Atlantis that Stefan sent me over. It's, it is very much a lie. Yep. <laughs> All right. People still don't care. <laughs> all right everybody that's been our episode of collector's quest thank you all for listening gentlemen where can we find you tower i don't know instagram i guess at default gen default gen i haven't posted in like two weeks because i've been so busy you should do that and know, Stephen, where can we where can we find you also instagram and sometimes youtube at archon 1981 a-r-c-h-o-n 1981 that's Archon, Archron. Yeah, man, I get so many weird, weird things. Oh man, I feel so bad for you that they can't pronounce your name right. Yeah, yeah. John Lucci. Yep. (laughs) I honestly get called John Lucci more than I get called Johnny Ayuchi. It is the saddest thing. And I've cursed my baby to have the same luck as me. So good job, tiny baby. May 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 the government change uh, from Arial to a serifed font and save you and save you some heartache. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> you can find me at Johnny underscore Iucci. That's G-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have some questions or comments, please let us know, and I will do another episode soon where we, we go into the question bin and we, we talk some of those through. So happy new year, happy listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Good night. Bye.